0: So earlier, you mentioned Opera Shingun earning his minutes, earning his time, earning his place in the starting lineup. Certainly, he's done that. I think the last time that we talked on this podcast, he had just, I want to say he had just recorded his, uh, had just become the, the youngest center to record a triple-double, if I'm not mistaken, with the 10-10-10. and 10. So fast forward to the Laker game. He has a career game. And is incredible. Now, we should mention that Kevin Porter Jr. has been hurt. He's been out with the ankle injury. And so they've had to reshuffle things and had to sort of I mean, he's their most ball dominant guy. And so they've had to reshuffle some things. We've even seen, of course, Eric Gordon be more uh, aggressive and assertive and and play. Feels like <laughs> feels like he's played better. There was one tweet that I thought was funny. I saw I can't remember who said it, but <laughs> someone's like. So are y'all saying that Kevin Porter Jr. has been holding back the development of Eric Gordon, (laughs) Um, which I thought was, you know, just funny tongue in cheek, obviously. But Albert Shingun, man, had his best game, career game, 33 points, I think, on 14 to 17 shooting, if I'm not mistaken. That's me going off the top of my head there. But it was like 33 and 15 or something like that. And he was getting whatever he wanted and just looked like a savant out there. And it feels like the conversation at this point needs to be had like Jalen greens, I would say their most talented player, Kevin Porter jr is probably not too far behind him in being maybe their second most talented player. But right. I think there's a difference between being the most talented and being the best. And so the conversation right now, I feel like need, at least needs to be had or the question needs to be asked is Alperen Sengun the Rockets best player right now. And keep in mind, We've had the discussion about more Shingun post ups, more Shingun touches, various different discussions like that. But right now, is he their best player?
1: Um, I don't think so. Uh, I think you can certainly make the argument for it. And obviously Monday was very good. Um, but I think that was more opponent based than anything else. And, I mean, you saw him. I mean, he, he put up some okay numbers. You know, I, I know he had the triple-double. It's 10-10 and 10. Yeah, 10-10 and 10. Yeah, I, I, yeah. And he was he was thoroughly outplayed by DeMontis Sabonis in those two games. I mean, that's the other thing to remember. I mean, he's going up against DeMontis Sabonis those two games in Sacramento and being completely outplayed. So that's why I have a little bit of pause. And you look at what he did on Monday. He scores 33. Great. That That's he was terrific in that game. He completely destroyed Thomas Bryant and he's, he was 10 of 11 against Thomas Bryant. So when they move when they, when they switched somebody else onto him, it got a little harder when winning Gabriel was guarding him. It was a little bit harder. LeBron James made things a little bit tougher on. So that's why I paused just a little bit on the Shingun stuff just because so much of it was when he was being guarded by Thomas Bryant, and as, as a Hoosier, I love Thomas Bryant, but Thomas Bryant's not a great NBA defender. So I want to see. Uh, I, now the question is, I, I want to see him with more opportunities. I do think that that needs to happen. I do think that he needs to get the ball more. I think that that he needs to have that you know opportunity to to get to have thirty three points in a game and to completely dominate an opposing defender. Just because you don't have a lot of great defenders uh as centers anymore anyways at this point so you know we're doing this on wednesday they take on charlotte tonight let him go at uh, mason Plumley in, right. in this game let him let him get that opportunity when they go against minnesota again now it'll be interesting to see how things go against the wolves because he was very good against rudy gobert the last time around in the first half and then in the second half they really focused their defense on him so I think for me what was encouraging about Shingoon's game and really the last couple of games for Shingoon has been the three point shooting because yes. he made two he made two on Monday first time all season he's made two threes in a game uh he has made a three in back to back games for the first time since the first two games of the season he, this is Alper and Shingoon's three point shooting first two games he made two ga- he made two threes last two games he's made three threes the 36 games in between he made three threes and it's not necessarily that he's not making them, it's that he's not taking them. To see him take a, a bunch of threes, I do think that that matters, and I do think that that makes him tougher to defend. Let so, me let me
0: interrupt you real quick, Adam. Is do you think on, on the threes because I'm, I'm glad you brought that up? Because I've wondered about this is he being coached not to shoot those threes, or is that a confidence thing? Like, why, why doesn't he take more of those? I, I think it's a confidence thing. Because okay. that shot is there, and
1: he'll like look like he wants to take it, and then he'll stop and he'll move the ball to somebody else. I mean, I think that they want him to take that shot, just knowing how they've played the last you know two and a half years under Stephen Silas. The whole thing is, if you have a good look from three, take the good look from three. I think that's how everyone across the league plays, and that he just hasn't want. He just for whatever reason hasn't felt good taking it, and that's one thing that you know, I'd like to ask him at some point, you know, either, you know, after this game or whenever, it's just like, are you just feeling more confident in that shot? Because now all of a sudden you're taking something. he was shooting at a poor clip. I mean, he was not making them. So I think that probably um, impacts your thinking when you have that looks like, well, I don't want to take this because I'm probably not going to make it. So, I mean, he's, I think he's still at like 25% for the season, but just showing a team that you're willing to take that shot, it's going to change the way that they defend you. It's going to open up some things for your teammate. So I, I do think that that was a positive development. Now he, the other thing was Shingun is the defense and we can talk about how great he is offensively, but he's got to be better on the defensive end of the floor and they gave up
0: one forty whoa, 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 My man picked up a foul before it, at the, at the tip, but, but like before I feel like a tick even went off the, the clock. Like, I don't, I don't know if time had elapsed at any point, or maybe a second or two. I don't know. Like, on the opening tip, I don't know if I've seen that before. Like, that that's comically bad. Yeah, I've never seen somebody foul the
1: guy on the you – know, you'll see a foul on the opening tip, but it's usually like the I'm two guys the in the circle yeah. fighting yeah. for position. I've never seen the two guys involved in the tip. I've never seen one guy going for the tip, foul the other. That, that was a first for me. But, you know, what was good about that, he didn't commit a foul the, the rest of the first quarter. True. Yeah. I mean, that, that was a step in the right direction. But again, defensively, it's it's part of the discussion with him, yeah. because he, he's a bad defender. I mean, let's just say it. He yeah, he's a very bad he's a bad defender, and I, I do think that that limits his ceiling. It and it limits how you can play because when you have a center who can't defend, and you, like they can only they can only play one way with him defensively, and that's to have him in drop coverage. And if he were a better shot blocker, okay, you can get by with that. But because he's not a great shot blocker, and he doesn't necessarily move all that well either. Now, all of a sudden, teams get a running start at him and it becomes very easy to finish over him. Or he drops back so deep, that you're playing against Kawhi Leonard and you're just giving Kawhi Leonard open mid-range shot after open mid-range shot after open mid-range shot and he can make that. Now if you have Garuba on the floor, you can switch that action and now all of a sudden Kawhi Leonard's not getting that open mid-range shot. If you have Bruno Fernando on the floor, maybe you can you know you can it gives you a little more it gives you more options defensively uh when he's not on the floor. I don't think that's a reason not to play him. I think that maybe they can experiment a little bit more with him defensively, maybe try playing a zone every now and then maybe throw that in there. But it is part of the story, and it's part of the reason why 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 it feels like they aren't as committed to him as maybe they should be or maybe they could be, and it's because of the defense. And I do think that teams value defense at that position a little bit more than in others because as the center, you're the last line of defense. And you're the guy who has to call out everything. You're the one who, you know, if the guards are going to get beat, you have to be there to clean it up. It, it reminds me a little bit of like the defensive catcher. It's like, you know, teams are going to go for, for defense at catcher, you know, more than they're going to go for the offense. And I think it's the, the same way at center. Like teams care about defense at center probably more so than any other position. That's why you want your best scorers to be your guards because you want to focus on defense when it comes to your center because he's the one who cleans everything up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that your best player can be someone that you feel like, or at least you're over there thinking that you need to sub out at the end of the game for defensive possessions. You know, whether it be because of foul trouble or just an inability to defend and, and both are an issue or they're related. They're, they're basically the same. He's either going to either fouling or he's just, he just can't guard a guy. And to me, your best player can't be somebody like that unless they're just you know, Luka level of an offensive type of player, you know, and and, or, or or Jokic. Right. Yeah, exactly. And then on top of that, talking about his position as a center, he's also like not big enough to make up for his athletic deficiencies or his uh, mobility issues. Like if he were just a, a bigger body, maybe you could get away with it, or maybe he'd be more of a, uh of a a threat or more of a rim protector i should say but he he's none of those things he but what he is though to to answer the question he's not their best player but right now i feel like between i want to get your thoughts on this before we move on to the next topic and we'll get out of here but between Alpern shingun and Kenyon martin jr neither of which i would say are their best player okay But between the two of them, I feel like they are not counting Jay Sean Tate or or Eric Gordon, but between the two of those guys, let's just call them young guys, they are their most sensible and maybe basketball intelligent players and therefore the easiest to play through. Shingun more so play through and then KJ, who we've talked about before, does a tremendous job off the ball, uh, cutting, screening and just, you know, making the right basketball play and decision. And so and so that's the way I look at it right now. When, when you talk about the Rockets, you got their most talented guys are guys that, again, we've, we've gone over it. Don't always necessarily play the right way, quote unquote, um, and, and don't always make smart basketball plays. I think Kevin Porter Jr. has done a, a tremendous job in improving in that way. Um, but the way I see it is that, While not their best player, he is perhaps their best option to run sensible offense a lot of times, given given the matchup. Consider whatever if the matchup uh, provides that, you know, because there, like you said, there are guys that um, that he would struggle with if if they've got the size and the length and the athleticism to give him trouble. Well, I think it's a good way to put it, and I do think that if
1: if they need a bucket, like if they just need a single bucket he's got a better chance of getting it for them probably than anyone else. Whether it's dumping the ball off to him and making him make a play for others or letting him go to work in the post, I think that is oftentimes their best way to get a bucket when they need it. Now, the problem with that is that kind of goes against how they want to play basketball. At least they want to play fast. They want to be up-tempo. They want to be fast. When you're dumping the ball into the post, you're playing slow. And so that's why and I, I, it's another reason why I think that they can be a little hesitant with, with kind of centering their offense around him because then I think their offense tends to slow down a little bit and, and the pace isn't necessarily there. So I do think that's something that they need to kind of decide is what type of team they want to be. And can he hold up defensively? I don't, to me, I don't think he can hold up defensively, at least not right now. The question is, is there, is there room for growth? Is there room? Because I, I asked, I asked somebody uh, with the team this um, the other day. It might have been yesterday. Does Shingun's offense outweigh the defense right now? And he said no, it doesn't. And I thought that was, first of all, an interesting way to put it. And then I said, well, can one day can can his off can his you know can his offense overtake his defense someday? You, you know what I mean? Like, can he become a net positive? for your team. And he said a couple years down the road, he can probably get there. I don't, you know, I I think that that's, that might be a a harsh way to look at it, but I mean, that's part of it. It's like, okay, because of the way he plays and this is the whole two, you know, three is greater than two. He can get you two, but then you're giving up two the other side, the other way. And maybe they're getting him into an action where you're giving up three. So it's, it's tough. I, I think he is such a complicated player for today's basketball because of he is more of a he's a below the rim center who mm-hmm. doesn't shoot threes right now and he's lousy defensively. If this were 25 years ago, he's a guy that you're building around, no question. No question you're building around a guy like that. But in the with the way the, the NBA is played right now, it's really hard to build around somebody like him. Can he get there? Sure. But he's gonna really have to work hard at it. And there's going to be some there's going to be some growing pains that come with it, too. And you have to have everybody else buy in. And the other thing is their are two probably best players or at least the two guys that they want to have be their best players. Kevin Porter Jr. and Jalen Green. I don't know how much they really want to play with a post up guy. You know, is Jalen Green? Does he want to just dump the ball into the post twenty five times a game? My guess is probably not. My guess is he probably doesn't want to just dump the ball into the post and then you know
0: get his baskets off of cuts or or um, catch and shoot threes. I only hey, guess how he wants to play. Hey, well, well Jalen Green, he uh, stop shooting. Thirty and forty percent from the field. Like th- those, those field goal numbers need to go up. That that jump shot needs to fix itself. Needs to stop being broken. If he and 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 I get it. He's number two overall pick. Keys to the franchise. That's what they're building around. He, he he might get to dictate how things go. But you know, uh, when you talk about what does Jalen Green want, I need Jalen Green's jump shot to get right before I can start caring about his wants and needs. You know. No, I, I don't think that's
1: wrong at all. But. He also wants to be able to get to the rim. Yeah, yeah. And true. if you have Alper and Shingun posting up 25 times a game, which they aren't doing, and they haven't come close to doing 25 – there haven't been close to 25 post-ups a game. But if, if Shingun is set up at the elbow or at the block, then all of a sudden the spacing's terrible, and now there's no driving lanes for Jalen Green. And so that's another aspect that he's probably thinking about. So it, it's a very complicated conversation. It's a little bit more complicated than let's just give Shingun the ball in the post because yeah. you know basketball
0: is a little bit more complicated than that. Sure, sure. To simplify it, I will just say Alpern Shingoon on the offensive end, specifically, is very fun to watch. I have enjoyed watching him, watching him developing year two.